Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Lent Done Badly. It's Brian. Hope you're doing well. This is a short audio guide through the season of Lent for those of us who want to prepare for Easter but just aren't very good at it, uh, haven't had the history, haven't had the practice. Uh, So we have this little guide that maybe you've been using in this 40 days as you're preparing for Easter, which is which is just a few days away. So this is Holy Week, and there are many parts to Holy Week on the on the church calendar. Uh, Wednesdays, Great Wednesday, or Spy Wednesday, they sometimes call it. And then there's Monday, Thursday, and then there's Good Friday, and then there's Holy Saturday, and then there's Resurrection Sunday. So in this last week of Lent here as we close out Lent and as we prepare for Easter. Uh, I want to talk again about blessed subtraction. Remember we said it's about taking something away so that God and awareness of God and God's presence can fill that space. Uh, But it's a loving invitation, so there's no shame and guilt associated with it. It's just to come and see from Jesus during this 40-day period that we get to join in with And it's a holy disruption, and so you've been asked to take things out of your routine, out of your rhythm, that maybe you rely on, maybe you're used to, maybe you have to have, but we take these pauses, these breaks, to create the space for God to speak and do something new in our lives. And so this week, as we finish out Lent, this week is going to be about our sleep. Now, I know in previous weeks I've said, hey, sleeping is a holy exercise. You should practice it regularly, at least eight hours a day. But but this week, uh, what we're asking is for you, your family, your children, maybe to stay up a little later, maybe to get up earlier, but to take away, to do without one hour of sleep. It could be an hour a day. It could be an hour in the next few days. Uh, whatever works for you, uh, take away an hour of sleep, a time you would normally be uh, in bed out, and use that time in prayer, in listening, in reading the Bible, uh, in reflecting. Uh, use that time uh, to be awake and to be aware. And and maybe it falls right back into being asleep. I don't know, but but finding a way to uh, to do that. So if you have children, uh, probably the extra hour at the nighttime is not going to be a, a huge sacrifice for them. They'd gladly do that. So maybe it's a rising early, unless they're already up at five in the morning. Whatever, however you can make this work for you and your family. We're going to subtract sleep this week and take that time to uh, create the space to listen and hear from God. And so I wish you good luck in that as you um, as you have this final week that leads up to Easter. I want to read a passage of scripture in our time together. It's from Matthew chapter 26, and here's how the story goes. While Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you. Literally, you'll always have to care for. Uh, But you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare for my burial. Truly I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. 
an amazing story where this woman, out of sheer gratitude and of wanting to worship and recognize the work of Jesus in her life, she pushes through the crowd at this dinner party, goes right up to him in the middle of dinner, and she begins to anoint him with this oil. And it was it was this very expensive perfume, and yet she saw it as an opportunity to give to Jesus. Now, all the other people are seeing anything but worship of Jesus. You know, you have people saying, hey, why did she waste this? Uh, you have, um, in other gospel, you have Judas saying, why Why didn't she sell that? We could have taken the money and done something good. And, and people are indignant. In another gospel, the Pharisees are saying, if only Jesus knew who it was that was touching her and what her past was like. But here's the thing. She was free from that past. She had a certain view of how she thought God must feel about her. And then Jesus shows up and says, no, 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 no. This is the way God feels about you. This is God's posture toward you. And she's given this hope. It's like Jesus has come to say, no, no, you are saved. You have been, you are forgiven now. Come and live in that reality. And her response was, let me take this this expensive perfume. Let me take something that may have been passed down in my family and let me fight through to offer it to Jesus. Because everybody else was looking at what was in her hand, but Mary saw Jesus. My prayer is that in these weeks that you've had preparing for Easter in this Lent time, that, that it was a chance to step back from all these things, from, from technology or from food or uh, from distraction, from noise, from music, uh, from sleep, a chance to step back from those things because people rush after those things. People organize their lives around all these other things. But this was an opportunity to stop and reflect and say, I want to see Jesus. I want to stop and reflect. I want to remember. I want to follow and worship this Jesus who has given my life new life and new purpose. And so that ointment in her hand could be related to all the other things we hold and we carry and we give value to and we sacrifice for and we run after, all those other things. People were focused on what was in her hand, but Mary saw Jesus and nothing else mattered. May we see Jesus too. May nothing else compare with listening and walking in the words, in the way, in the sacrificial love of Jesus for all humanity, the ones you agree with and the ones that you don't agree with. That is the beauty and power of this Lenten season as we prepare for the death of Jesus for all and the resurrection of Jesus for all. We now go and live our lives as Jesus for all. This is the good news. This is the Lent season. So I want to close our time with a prayer. And then we'll conclude Lent done badly. Um, let me pray this prayer. And, and if you have uh, enjoyed uh, this, this short reflection and maybe you'd like to see others in the future, if you could let us know, if you could comment, if you could uh, post something, just let us know. Um, and maybe we can work out something for the rest of the church calendar here. But let me, let me pray this prayer. It says this, O oh God, I praise you for you are the giver and fount of life. From you come the very words that I use to worship you. 
but they cannot capture your incomprehensible glory. For you have authored my beginning and my end and created me to be part of your eternal story. In your hands I am held. Jesus, Son of God, through whom I have been redeemed, I give you all glory that is yours. Born into death, alive only to be destroyed, died, buried, separated, resurrected, glorified. By you, Jesus, my story has been changed. Redeemed, alive, hopeful. My salvation is born from your blood, where mercy met justice. In your death and resurrection, I am made new. Spirit, God present, by the breath of God I am upheld, sanctified to be formed into the likeness of the Son. Spirit, I praise you for sustaining me. By your power I am delivered daily from shame and guilt, freed from sin, empowered to walk in righteousness. I thank you for your eternal patience and perseverance. Triune God, I love you and I praise you. Amen.